Since the first time my husband told me the story of his origin, where he came from, I needed to know more. It turns out he was abandoned in a phone booth as a newborn baby. And literally the first time I heard that story, I went home and I started Googling. Well, actually it was, there was no Google back then. It was like AOL or something. <laughs> I started looking on the internet to see what I could find. There was very little out there. There was no paper trail. Because of the fact that he was a foundling, someone who was left at birth by their birth parent, there was literally nothing to go on. So over the years, for 15 years now, I've been searching almost 16 years, when I got pregnant with Noah, I became obsessed. And since then, Noah just turned 14 in September. Since then, I have been obsessed. <laughs> I've been looking and it has been one of my life goals to find my husband's birth family. Well, guess what? I found them. I can't believe it. So here we are. I'm so excited to present to you today the story of my husband's birth family, where he came from, who they are, and what it's all about. So let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson, and usually on this channel I do something different, but today I'm sharing with you the story of my husband's birth family. He was adopted by an amazing family who loved him, but I'm going to leave it at this. Let's just get going. So first I'm going to give you a quick overview of his original story, and then I'm going to share with you how we found his birth family and what happened next. So take a look. My husband Bill was born on or about June 6, 1972. Within 12 hours of his birth, he was found by a passerby in a telephone booth at 711 at 4039 Metropolitan Avenue in Kansas City, Kansas. It was about 9 a.m. on June 7th when he was found. According to an article we found about his situation, he was supposed to have been taken to a foster home until authorities could either locate his birth mother or until he could be adopted. He was adopted by his adoptive parents, Bill and Pat Atkinson, on June 20th, 1972. Unfortunately, his adoptive father passed away when my husband was 12 years old, and his adoptive mother continued to raise him, and his adopted sister Piper, who came along when Bill was 7 years old. He has always been loved, cared for, and generally treated very well by his family, and in fact, he has no desire to replace them. We just wanted to learn about his birth family. We did obtain his original birth certificate from the state of Kansas, but unfortunately his name was listed as Stephen Michael Doe. We assume this name was given to him by someone who found him, maybe the nurses at the hospital or the foster family. We don't know. Bill's mother, Pat, told us that she and her husband went to a home of a friend in Kansas City. Their friend was a judge and he showed up with a baby. Sometime later, the three of them went to the courthouse and met with a social worker who produced a pretty detailed report about the visit. We have a copy and I'll share it with you in the future. The Atkinsons, my husband's adoptive parents, left the courthouse that day with him and the adoption was approved. It was finalized sometime later. But since the first time my husband told me about his story, I've been so curious about his birth family. Once I gave birth to his children, my curiosity changed into an intense need to learn the truth about his biological mother and family. My husband has never tried to search on his own, but when I finally admitted to him that I'd been searching and showed him what I'd found up to that point, he was pretty excited and pretty supportive of my efforts. We hoped to find someone who was biologically related to him or who might have some information about him and his family that would be able to offer insight into his genealogy and if everyone was comfortable, 
maybe to form a friendship or at least open the lines of communication. Back in December of 2014, we decided to take our search to the next level, and we did that by spreading the word through social media. Bill posted this photo on his Facebook page, and the message is a basic rundown of the story, which reads as follows. Abandoned at birth, please help me find my birth family. And it said, My name is Bill Atkinson. I was born June 6, 1972. I was found wrapped in a towel inside of a phone booth at 7-Eleven on Metropolitan Avenue in Kansas City, Kansas. And he posted that photo along with a message that read, Friends, I need your help. As many of you know, I was abandoned at birth and found hours old in a telephone booth at 4039 Metropolitan Avenue, Kansas City, Kansas. I was born at approximately 3 a.m. on June 6, 1972, and I was found around 9 a.m., the next morning. My wife Angie and I have been searching for years and after a recent DNA test have located second, third, and fourth cousins. My story has been covered by the Kansas City Star and the Kansas City Times among others and my wife keeps a blog of our story. You can help by liking, sharing, tweeting, Instagramming, and otherwise passing this post along. To my birth family, I have been blessed with loving, wonderful, adoptive family and I don't want anything from you, just information and maybe the opportunity to meet. Thanks in advance for your help. So over the years, we did two different DNA tests. The first one was with Ancestry.com, where we found lots and lots of relatives, but not quite enough to actually find our way to Bill's birth family. Now, at one point in 2017, I had a genealogist take a look at the DNA, and she told me that she thought the father was Edward Ray Dickerson. Well, at the time, I didn't believe that that was the case, because I thought we had to be looking for a teenager since... Bill was left in a phone booth. I couldn't imagine someone of 20, you know, 28, 27 years old actually leaving a baby in a phone booth. So I discounted the idea and I kept searching. When we did the 23andMe test in 2017, in December our results came back and that was when I found Bill's first cousin, Joyce Bohm. And Joyce was so kind as to help us figure out who the who the birth parent was. So I reached out to CC Moore, who is the genealogist you very often see on 2020 and shows like that. Uh, and CC told me that based on a couple of different factors, it, it was Joyce's father's sister who had to be the mother. Well, when I told this to Joyce, she said, well, my father only has one sister and her name is Janet. Unfortunately, Janet had passed away but we needed to figure out if she was in fact the birth mother. So Joyce reached out to Copper, who is Bill's would-be sister, and Copper agreed to do a test. Copper had the test done and it came back that she, after what felt like forever, it took the full eight weeks, uh, back that she was his half-sister. So, long story short, we ended up meeting Copper and her sister Marcy and the rest of their families, or not quite everybody, but many family members, this weekend. So that was incredibly exciting. While Bill's birth mother isn't alive to speak for herself, we did learn a couple of facts. First of all, we learned that it was possible that he had been born in or near a bar. His birth mother told her daughter, Bill's other sister, Marcy, that she had been pregnant while she was living above a bar and when she went into labor after hiding that pregnancy as well as the previous two pregnancies, she went down and asked for help in the bar. We don't know what happened after that but we do know that it's possible that she was up on the pool table while she was in labor. Now, another thing that I found interesting is that Bill also has a brother who has passed away now, 
but the brother was actually born in between the two sisters, Marcy and Copper. Copper's the oldest, and the brother's name was Jimmy. Now, Jimmy was adopted by a relative and was raised as Copper and Marcy's cousin. This was encouraged by the grandmother of Copper and Marcy, the mother of Janet, who was Bill's mother. Now, the other thing that we learned is that there was a certain amount of controlling happening from Janet's mother. I don't know the whole story and I don't want to go into a lot of details, but I do know this much. I know how it feels to feel like a disappointment to a parent, and I know how it feels to be so afraid that you might do just about anything to cover up your secret. I certainly don't have any animosity toward Bill's mother. While I wouldn't have done what she did, I definitely can understand where she was coming from and what she didn't know and I wish I could tell her is that she gave Bill the best possible gift she could have given him because he grew up with a family that loved him and wanted him so much and as a fourth child for a woman who could barely afford the two she had Bill would have been a burden but being raised by Pat and Bill Atkinson he was considered a blessing every day of his life and as a result of that he turned into the person he is but what about Bill's father well it turns out during the time we were waiting for Copper's DNA test to come back I asked Joyce if she knew the name Edward Ray Dickerson once I found out that Janet was older than I expected I thought maybe Edward Ray Dickerson could be the one so it turns out that when Copper heard the name she told Joyce that Edward and Janet had been married in the mid-70s after Bill was born. So it turns out we found the father. I have now connected him through DNA on Ancestry.com and I'm just waiting to hear back from him. I did call his home and leave a message with his wife. So I'll keep you posted on that one. Is that amazing or what? Now I'm going to show you what happened the day we met them. So take a look. was amazing. We were so blessed. So many other families or babies who are abandoned at birth aren't so lucky, but we were so lucky that Bill's sisters, Copper and Marcy, and the rest of their amazing families opened their arms to us and just invited us right in. We immediately felt comfortable with them. We enjoyed our entire time and we cannot wait until the next time we get together. I want you to stay tuned because I'm going to produce a longer, more thorough video about this subject, and I'm going to share even more with you about Bill's story. We couldn't have asked for a better experience. The family was so welcoming to us. They actually, when we arrived, they stood around. They had name tags that were color-coded by each family, and that was amazing. We were able to tell which kids which went with which parents and what their relationship to Bill was and to our kids. So it was just wonderful meeting everyone. The family is so loving and so accepting. We couldn't have asked for a better situation. 
I'm going to play you out with a few more photos from our visit just so you can kind of get a feel for what we had going on. And like I said, stay tuned for our next video on this. I'm going to do something in more detail with more of the story and share it in another situation. I'm also writing a book, so stay tuned. And if you have questions, comments, concerns, you want to know more, leave them in the comments section below and we'll talk about it. And from the bottom of our hearts, I'd like to thank Marcy and Copper, Bill's sisters, and their families, and Jerry, Copper's husband, for opening their arms and their family to us and making us feel so loved and accepted, and it was wonderful. Thank you both all so much for everything. We sincerely appreciate you, and we loved meeting everyone. Thank you again. I'm not sure I can totally fully express my gratitude because I know, like I said earlier, that a lot of foundlings aren't so blessed, aren't so lucky to get such an experience. So again, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for everything. Can you believe this? I am in awe. I am shocked. I am thrilled. This was amazing. This was the best experience we could have possibly had. And again, I want to reiterate, thank you to Bill's birth family for everything, including and especially holding out your arms to us and inviting us into your homes and inviting us into your lives. It meant the world to Bill and to me, and I couldn't be more grateful. All right, that's all I've got for you right now. As always, thanks so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. Thanks for letting me be a part of yours. And if you're interested in seeing the longer video, with more details, let me know in the comment section below. Or if you have questions, comments, concerns, things you want to talk about, throw them in there. And I will see you guys tomorrow with another regular video. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot, take it now, and the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.